Hello and welcome back to Understanding the Rainbow, Episode 5. Uh, we haven't done this in how long? Six months? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so... Long time off. <laughs> yeah, uh, we uh, kind of uh, put it by the wayside and then we checked on it not too long ago and realized, wow, there was a lot of response to Grey Romantic. Um, so we thought it was important to get back to doing this. Um, so on this episode, uh, we had left off that the next subject was going to be gay. <laughs> terrible way of saying it <laughs> yeah um so uh before we get into that though we want to kind of uh talk about uh, some of the comments that we got on youtube uh so ashley has those comments so we want to kind of read those and uh recognize them uh right here on the episode yeah so for the gray sexual we got uh quite a few responses which is amazing so thank you so much to everyone uh, we will try to tag you in this post if we can. Is that something we can do? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. So the first one that we got was from Rebecca is a rat. That's the name that came up. We're assuming she's not an actual rat. <laughs> so it just says, I'm so happy for this. Thank you so much for spreading awareness. Without things like this, I would never discovered I was gray romantic and found myself. So that's fantastic. Thank you, Rebecca. Yes, that is great. And that's the whole point of this show is to spread awareness because there's a lot of things out there that I don't know, that you don't know, that the world doesn't know. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So thank yes, thank you very much, Rebecca, for, I'm assuming your name is Rebecca, not Rat, um, <laughs> for that comment. Uh, our next comment comes from, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher this name, um, Nawishka. Sounds right. Yep. <laughs> um, they said, I am pansexual or just sexually, physically interested in a lot of people, which for me includes crushes like, oh, that person looks good. And the thought of being with them just with looks and my imagination of them is interesting. But I don't have any actual feelings for them besides physical interests. I have been romantically interested in one person and I do not get over it for five years. Hmm. I have been in one other relationship. I am not specifically romantically interested in them, but they make me feel good. And I do my best to make them feel the same way. I am trying, I am trying my best to not self-sabotage because I still want to be friends and everyone to like me and want to be around me. But lately it has been getting very harder and harder to actually care about my partners because their little flaws are just flaws I see and can't just ignore because I do actually have romantic feelings for them. I try my best, but it is just not the same. Hmm. Okay. I think uh, it can get that way in relationships. I don't know the age of uh, this person, obviously, but uh, I know there are maybe times when I was younger where... Um, maybe and I, I i'm speaking just for me not for you obviously uh where maybe you focus on the flaws just to uh as a means to uh i don't know distract yourself or maybe maybe you're just not happy in the relationship i'm not really sure and there are a lot of people that do self-sabotage relationships because they're scared of certain things as well scared of commitment scared of being with that one person scared of being hurt in the future and stuff like that as well absolutely all right. Well, thank you so much for that comment. That's fantastic. Yes. It's great um, to hear all these people's stories, honestly. Yes, it's just to have them share them with us. 
All right, the next one is from Lemonade. That's his screen name or her screen name. Um, so this one's a little lengthy one, so bear with me. So it says, I'm gray romantic. My type is having attraction to a specific people. I've had five crushes in my life. The first one became what I like to call a relationship because while it wasn't a tra traditional relationship because I was like eight and she was like nine, we did both mutually, mutually agree it was a relationship. It ended with her moving and me never seeing her again. The next two crushes I had were the, were the two girls I didn't know. They didn't go anywhere because I have social anxiety, so I can barely introduce myself to strangers, let alone try to pursue a relationship with them. The next crush was with one of my friends that I'm still friends with today, but she was already in a relationship with ironically my last crush <laughs> that I am having now. <laughs> so my last crush is a friend that I have now who became my friend when my other friend introduced me to her and it started off slowly, but we started to get closer and closer over the span of a year. And it was a month ago when I started having what I can only describe as attraction to her. Then it was just became fully, fully fledged romantic attraction. But there's one problem. While she broke up with me with my other friend, she's dating someone else. So in other words, I have deep attraction to one person right now, but that one person is in a relationship. Very frustrating to say the least. I'm currently attempting to cope with the fact that we're going to be nothing more than friends. Most likely, part of me is happy that she is happy. The other part of me wishes I could just rip my heart out. Oh, I'm trying to just enjoy being around her as a friend as much as I can. But this is possibly the deepest attraction I have ever felt. So it's hard to stop thinking about her. Also, I want to add that the four crushes I previously had have all faded into nothingness. Hmm. Okay. Well, I hey, uh, I, I was kind of taking mental notes there throughout the comment, and thank you for that as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, we're not going to sit here and tell you that when you're eight and nine years old that those crushes don't matter. We will tell our daughter that. <laughs> uh, our eight-year-old daughter has her, I, I guess, kind of first serious, well, semi-serious boyfriend right now. Uh, which I'm heavily trying to discourage, but uh, it's not going well for me. Uh, but, you know, it, everybody has their own uh, ways they go about their life, and, and the, all of them are okay. Like, I remember my first crush in first grade, and I'm sure Ashley does too. Yeah. So, uh, they're and they're all equally important. They, every, every relationship you're in helps uh, shape who you are. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And just by reading your comment here, Lemonade, I automatically went to the way my son is. He has social anxiety. He can barely introduce himself to strangers just like you. And this may be something that he's going to be when he grows up. Like, there's no, absolutely nothing wrong with it. But like you said in your comments, like, you have a very hard time opening up to people. And he's exactly that way as well. But he's only five. Right. <laughs> Well, I but had, I I had yeah, I had terrible shyness and anxiety until I was 16 and had to get a job and kind of had to force myself out of it. Right. Uh, so, no, I, I totally understand that. And that's not to say that you'll ever force yourself out of it, and it's okay if you don't. But um, it's definitely 
uh, you're not alone in that. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lemonade, for that. That's Absolutely. wonderful. <laughs> um, so our last one comes from Vincius. I'm sorry with, with these names. Yep. We will tag you in this. Uh, so I do apologize about that. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> <laughs> terrible with the well, with screen names on top of that, which are even harder. <laughs> they all have a meaning to you when you write them out, but the rest of us can't always pronounce them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he says... I thought having two crushes in my life by the eight, by the age of 22 was a lot for a gray romantic, LOL. But I'm in this learning phase, trying to understand how my romantic side is. And I feel that gray romantic is the best description of my aromantic feelings. That's perfect. And that's why we did the video. So it can help people like you to try to figure out maybe you do fall under this section, right? I mean, before that episode, I don't think that I'd, I had ever thought of uh, romanticism and sex, uh, sexuality being uh, separate kind of things under the umbrella. So um, I think it's it, it's cool that you, you found that out when you did and that you recognize maybe that having romantic feelings and having sexual feelings are two different things and they're both okay. And, yeah. and uh, that's great. I'm, uh, thank you to all four of you who left comments yeah. on the uh gray romantic video um definitely on this video or any future videos if you leave comments we will be happy to share them unless you put in the comment that you don't want it shared then of course we won't but we assume if you publicly post a comment that you're okay with it being talked yeah about. absolutely because it allows other people to know that they're not alone as well right. if the more people that comment the more people that tell their story or try let us know like oh this is this could be me and right. then other people out there that read the comments and see, oh, okay, all right, so this is normal. This this is all right. right. Nothing to be ashamed yeah. about. There's no, there's no, nothing. There, there should be nothing telling you that you have to conform with what everybody else does. Yeah. Uh, you are who you are, and that's okay. Um, and that's what we try to tell our kids, and that's what I tell anybody at work or anybody in the world. Uh, don't try to be like everybody else. Try to be like you and be the best version of yourself that you can be. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, thank you for that again. Um, so today we're going to look at gay, like I told told you. Um, so I want to start kind of what the, uh, the definition of it is. Um, when we're talking about gay, though, in this episode, we are more or less talking about uh, men uh, who have sexual feelings for men, uh, not the broad term to mean a lot more than that uh not lesbians we obviously already did an episode on lesbians so uh the kind of the more the more broad term in that okay. uh but the american psychological association defines sexual orientation this sorry defines gay as an enduring pattern of emotional romantic and or sexual attractions to men uh it also women or both sexes ranging along a continuum from exclusive attraction to the other sex to exclusive attraction to the same sex so in this sense, gay would be an exclusive attraction to the same sex. Uh, so in uh, general, sexual uh, orientation can also be discussed in three terms or three categories, heterosexual, which is, uh, you know, liking the opposite sex, um, uh, gay, lesbian, which is having a romantic uh, or emotional feelings uh, for your own section, bisexual is obviously having both. Gay is right. what we're talking about today. Um, so, uh, just a kind of a really condensed version of, uh, uh, kind of 
history of the term gay. Um, the word may have actually started uh, to acquire associations uh, back in the 14th century, but it had certainly acquired them by the 17th century. So by the late 17th century, it had acquired the specific meaning of addicted to pleasures and dissipations. So as an extension of a primary meaning for carefree or implying that you had uninhibited uh, moral constraints. So a gay woman was a prostitute and a gay man was a womanizer and a gay house was a brothel. So it was just basically someone who had no cares was considered to be gay. Um, so they consider like prostitution as gay. So uh, it, and, and not in the sexual term that we uh, define it as. Oh, okay. So initially, if you were, if I said you were a gay woman, I just meant you were a prostitute. Oh. Because you were uninhibited and enjoyed uh, sex or whatever. Um, you kind of without, uh, if you think like people with, uh, say, biblical morals, we'll say. Um, mm -hmm. We're not going to get into the Bible here, but uh, like biblical <laughs> morals and that you don't have sex with someone until you're married, whatever. A gay woman or a gay man would have been someone who went outside of that and was ha were having premarital sex and whatever. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Um, so the use of gay to mean heterosexual, or sorry, the use of gay to mean homosexual was often an extension of its application to prostitution. A gay boy was a young man or boy serving male clients. So similarly, a gay cat was, and we don't mean cat like your house cat, sorry, <laughs> uh, was a young male apprenticed to an older hobo or home, homeless person. Uh, and commonly exchanged sex and other services for protection and tutelage. The application to homosexuality was also an extension to the words sexualized connotation of carefree un and uninhibited, which implied a willingness to disregard conventional or respectable sexual mores. Uh, such, such usage documented as early as the 1920s was likely present before the 20th century. But in the 1960s, uh, that marked the transition uh, from the predominant meaning of the word gay from carefree to the more current homosexual. So the 1960s is actually so like our parents were born in a time when gay did not mean homosexual. Okay, go back to what is the the cat gay? A cat was, so a, was a younger... A gay cat was a young boy or young man. That, was he homeless as well? And then he would perform sexual favors to the elder. older the older man in for exchange for protection. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um. So uh, before we kind of get into the gay subcultures, I wanted to kind of talk about the flag. So, um, anyone watching this, I I can find specific pride flags for everything but i cannot find one for just gay so what we're going on is the basic rainbow flag that you see up right here in our uh in the corner or if you're, you're listening to this um yeah ashley's pointing at it now if you're watching on youtube uh so the the original pride flag was designed by gilbert baker who was an openly gay man and a drag queen Baker later revealed that he was urged by Harvey Milk, who was one of the first openly gay elected officials in the U.S., to create a symbol of pride for the gay community. Baker decided to make that symbol a flag because he saw flags as the most powerful symbol of pride. Ba 
Baker saw the rainbow as a natural flag from the sky, so he adopted eight colors for the stripes, each color with its own meaning. Hot pink for sex, red for life, orange for healing, yellow for sunlight, green for nature, turquoise for art, indigo for harmony, and violet for spirit. Okay, I don't think you have that flag up there. I think that's a different one. Okay, then I will put the other flags. <laughs> um, okay, so, no, no. The flag above me is the more modern one. There was one before that, okay. so I will post that one. Okay? That's very weird that there isn't a specific flag just for gay men. Like, there's one for lesbians, which is under the whole gay spectrum, but that one is a gay, I mean, sorry, lesbian flag. Right. And there are different lesbian flags. I was, when I was researching, trying to find the flag for gay men. Right. There's, yeah. I saw that one with the lips on it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone out there, like, like Clint said, like, if you do know that there is a gay flag out there, let us know. We definitely want to send it to us. It's, uh, we have an email. I haven't used it in so long. I don't know what it is, but uh, we'll tag it in the comments or something down below or in the show notes. Um, interested about that? How come they don't they don't get one? They're probably like one of the first ones. I mean, essentially, when you hear "gay," that's what you know. Maybe more today, what we think of. We don't think of lesbians. Well, not that we don't think of lesbians, but <laughs> when you hear the term "gay," you think of two men, right? So yeah. Um, okay, so there are several gay uh, subcultures, and um, I'm sure there are more than what I'm about to say, but these come from counseling.org. So I felt like it was probably um, a pretty accurate list, but I'm sure, of course, you could fall under two of these. I'm sure you could fall under multiple. I'm sure maybe you could fit under one. Maybe none of these fit you, and all that's okay. But okay. I'm going to talk about the ones from the list and kind of what they mean. So first are bears. Ashley, do you know what a bear is? is isn't that someone that likes like the more manly guys? Well, it's a it's a Chicago football team. But also, <laughs> uh, bears are gay men that exhibit a more traditional masculine demeanor. So they value heaviness, hairiness, and masculinity. Yes. Okay. Yes, I knew what that one was. Right. Um, so okay, wait question regarding that one yeah so are they attracted to each other like two bears or is yeah. it like one I, I i don't think uh i would say probably but i'm sure there's always that idea that bears could like other ones too but okay. um next are the cubs do you know what the cubs are i know the cubs <laughs> i didn't even wear this hat on purpose for that reason i just those of you listening on the podcast i'm wearing my chicago cubs hat um that is in no way indicative of me saying that I'm a cub. Uh, cubs are a subcategory of the bear subculture. So they identify as being younger, hairier men. So basically, you think about bears as being the older ones and the cubs okay. being the younger ones. But all va- valuing the same uh, basic look. Uh, otters. So otters are often considered to be another subcategory of the overall bear community. Many phone apps, such as Grinder, a phone application for gay men to hook up. You know what Grinder is, right? I've heard of Grinder. Okay. It's like Tinder for gay, uh, gay people. Um, so, and other gay web, uh, websites include otter as a tribe or option to belong to or to describe oneself. So otters are typically much thinner than a bear, but still value the traditional masculine ideals. Otters are not divided by age like bears and cubs. Otters are hairy 
and often have a facial hair, but it is not required. Otters are welcomed by the bear community, both for their physically masculine traits and their non-stereotypical gay behaviors. So I don't understand that one. So they're not they're not bears, they're not cubs, but they fall in between. Think of them as a bear or cub that is thinner. Because okay. bears and cubs are tend to be bigger, hairier guys. Oh, okay. And otters would be like a thinner, hairy Hairy. type guy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Wolves. Oh, my goodness. I know. We need all these things. (laughs) Uh, The wolves are the final subcategory of the bear community. Much like the otter, wolves are considered to be part of the overall bear community, but have unique characteristics that set them apart. Physically, a wolf is lean, muscular, and hairy. This is contrary to bears and cubs because they are overweight or obese in comparison to a wolf. Bears and cubs are susceptible to low self-esteem, whereas wolves are typically attractive and physically more accepted by society's perception of male attractiveness. Sexually, wolves are perceived as being more aggressive than bears and and other members of the bear community and could be considered the most sexually aggressive of any subculture. So I kind of see wolves and otters being semi-similar, but wolves being maybe more... Um, In your face? like Yeah, more like you couldn't tell that they were... I don't know, like they wouldn't have a gay look, I guess. I don't like I don't want to say that in like a, like a mean way, but you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, maybe more like when you... Like, like a, I would say like Ryan Reynolds it was gay. Maybe you are <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. I don't know um no he's not no okay sure he's not (laughs) um okay so someone who is physically attract attracting to like everyone mm -hmm. right like so if you're just walking down the street you're like oh that person's attractive yeah and but like he's hairy is that what this one is as well like, yeah, like I'm thinking like a like a like I said like a hairy a nice beard. but like yeah, nice like beard. groomed beard. You know that okay. like yeah, that kind of look. That's kind of okay. what I'm thinking. Okay. Let us know if we're wrong. Yeah. Please. <laughs> please. Um we could be way off. Like I said, I'm just taking this off of <laughs> counseling.org here. Okay, so the next one is twinks. Uh twinks are perceived in the gay community as being lean, young, and usually clean-shaven or hairless. The term twink does not fit within the typical animal reference labels, but some members of the community do refer to the twink as a chicken. <laughs> However, research articles and social media use the word twink more often than chicken. But when groups of twinks or chickens spend time together, they are often referred to as a chicken coop. <laughs> okay. Uh, another uncommon term used in the gay community is the giraffe. The term giraffe refers to gay men that are exceptionally tall, so six foot five or taller. Twinks are representative of the most of the stereotypes surrounding gay men, and for that they are easily labeled or outed by members in and out of the group. The twink subculture became idealized in the late 1990s and early 2000s as the preferred subculture by Western gay men. So twinks are uh, regarded as being open to hairstyles and fashion trends that are viewed as non-traditional or even feminine. In regards to their personality, twinks express themselves in traditionally more feminine hobbies and interests. They are known to be have limp wrists, higher voices, and seek friendships with females. Twinks can be viewed as self-obsessed and often embrace their sexuality openly. So when I hear this, and it makes me think of basically if you're watching any show with a gay person, 
it's twink. Yeah, because they make it known that they're gay. Right. Uh, but even then, like when you watch any like any sitcom, right, and then there's a gay character, it's like exactly like this. It says the limp wrists, higher voices, and you know, friends with females and stuff like that. Like it, it to me, that's pretty much I. Ide- identical oh, to what one thinks that gays are yes. yes but when i think of hollywood gays like when 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 hollywood does a show with a gay person more often than not it's that description right uh next are twunks and pups so twunks t-w-u-n-k-s are a subcategory of the twink subculture Similar to twinks, twunks are more muscular and are considered to be less feminine. Although there is no specific age range for a twink, a twunk tends to be older, as in their mid-twenties. That's considered older now, and represents fewer gay male stereotypes. The term pup refers to a gay male that is new to the gay community. They are given this label because they can be viewed as a member that is unfamiliar with the subcultures and may come into the community with excitement and be naive. They are known to have body types similar to either a twink or a twunk and are typically in their mid-twenties or younger. So a pup is just a new gay person, someone who just came out, is trying to embrace the culture and and the lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, So the next one is jocks, gym bunnies, and gym rats and bulls. This is all under the same thing. The reason these subcultures have been placed together is because they are terms that can also represent straight men, with the exception of the bull. Bulls are gay men that have very little body fat, display an extremely muscular physique, and are often sexually dominant. Gym rats are gay men that strive to become bulls, and their primary focus is to gain muscle and become physically larger. Gym bunnies are physically muscular men that actively go to the gym but are not obsessed with gaining excessive amounts of muscle. And finally, jocks are athletic, muscular, and often attractive gay men, similar to those that identify as jock and are straight. So to me, that sounds a lot like, uh, what was it, wolves? Right. But maybe not obsessed with the hairiness. And more fit, because... Yeah. Right? Well, they want to Because wolves were... Um, wolves physical. were like just your typical, what society thinks is like your normal Yeah, body. physically a wolf is lean, muscular, and hairy. So like to me, uh, the jocks, gym bunnies, gym rats, and bulls are like a wolf, but not so much uh, the hairy part, I guess. Okay. I guess they could be. Uh, but again, like we were saying, you could technically fit under more than one of these categories right like you could say i'm a wolf and i'm a gym rat or a bull or whatever i'm sure they both are go in uh they're semi-interchangeable more or less or you can kind of fit in both or one up uh chubs and chasers so chubs are considered to be their own subculture within the gay community and are not to be confused with bears chubs do not have their own convention and do not uh, have their own bars or well-defined parameters. Chubs are physically overweight or obese, and there's not a specific personality type that defines them. Defines them. Their subculture is defined primarily based on their physical size, and the term chaser is often associated with chubs, as a chaser is a small-framed, typically lean gay man 
gay man that is romantically and sexually attracted to a chub. So, uh, in the straight, you know, world, whatever, uh, a chubby chaser is what, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, the next one is geeks and gamers, and gamers is G A Y M E R S. Gamers. Got it. Yes. Uh, geeks or gamers uh, refer to not only gay men, but also all members of the LGBTQ community. Their interests are in science fiction and fantasy. In contrast to other subcultures, geeks are not represented by their physical appearance or sexual preferences, but by their social interests. So oh. uh, there's actually... Cosplay? Sorry? Cosplay? Yes, more or less, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's actually gay geek conventions that started back in 1988, the first being called Gay Laxicon, and it is still running today. Oh, good for uh, Finally, uh, is dra- drag or drag queens. Queens are gay men dressed in women's clothing for the purpose of entertainment, and that's pretty much uh, the extent of the that definition. So that is the gay subcultures. Again, I'm sure there's more. I know there's probably more. I feel like I've read more. That's from counseling.org. If you have a problem with that and me bumping my microphone, um, go see them. Don't come see me. Don't come yell at me. Okay? I'm just reading what is written. <laughs> so that's it. Well, any, I any, think we definitely learned a lot today. Yes, definitely. I, I didn't think, I thought this episode was going to be a quick, easy, everyone knows what gays are. and. Right. But we got really into it and all the different categories and, huh. Yeah. So if you are gay and would like (laughs) to come on here and set the record straight on anything we got wrong or right and to talk about your experience and where you kind of fit in this, uh, definitely hit us up on the email that will be tagged in the bottom of this show and or other social media. Or just leave a comment. Or leave a comment and we'll reach out to you. Uh, we We are checking the comments now as we are doing this again. Uh, we are, we apologize for anyone that took us a while to get to. Um, so with that, Ashley, what is on the docket for episode six? All right. So this one is called uh, Cast Sexual. Cast Sexual. All Cast right. Cast Sexual. All right. Can't wait to. I've never heard to... of it. So it's going to be an interesting one, I'm yes. sure. Well, I can't wait for you to dig into that. And uh... yeah, so make sure you please like, subscribe. We definitely appreciate that. And of course, please comment. Yes. Any kind of stories, if there's anything else that you want to know about, um, any of the other sexualities, we're more than happy to accommodate. And if you want to be on the show, that'd be fantastic as well. Yes. Just let us know. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, with that, thank you, Ashley. And I'll see you in a couple minutes. And thank you to all everyone who listens. And uh, please, like she said, like and subscribe. And follow and all the things we're supposed to ask you to do uh (laughs) until next time have a great week bye everyone bye